At the very end of the Megillah, in fact, the last Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Mordechai HaYehudi was Mishnah Lamelech HaChashverosh, she was second in command to the king, Ratzui L'Roiv Echov, desirable, acceptable to most of his brothers. The Gemara says, ah, L'Roiv Echov, most of his brothers, but not all of his brothers. The Gemara says, this teaches us that some of the Sanhedrin had actually separated parted ways with Mordechai. Why is that, Rashi explains? Because Mordechai wasn't learning Torah as much anymore by going into government office. The Gemara goes on and says, God del Talmud Torah, learning Torah is greater even than saving lives. The Gemara brings a Pasuk in Ezra and a Pasuk in Nehemiah, two different Sfarim and Tanakh. In one of them, Mordechai is being mentioned amongst other of the Anshe Knesset, Agdoilo, and great Jewish leaders. But in one of them, he's mentioned the fifth in the list. In the other one, he's mentioned sixth in the list. Why did he go down in rank? Because, Rashi explains, because Mordechai in the meantime went into government office, so he went down in his chashivas, in his rank, and his importance by the Chachamim. The Rebbe asks, seemingly this idea that Talmud Torah is greater than saving lives could have been learnt out from the same Pasuk in the Megillah, that Mordechai was rotzi, he was only accepted now by most of his brothers and not by all of his brothers. Why do we need to learn this from a Diuk in the order of how things appear in two different Svarim in Tanakh. Another thing says the Rebbe. If in fact Talmud Torah is greater than saving lives, so why is the order just being changed and Mordechai is just going down in rank one level later? Seemingly Mordechai shouldn't be counted as part of the Sanhedrin at all if the whole idea of Sanhedrin is focusing on learning Torah. Another thing says the Rebbe. The Megillah says that he was Ratzu L'Roi Vechov. He was accepted to most of his brothers. Now seemingly, either Mordechai should have gone ahead and proven his way, to justify his way, also in the eyes of those other members of the Sanhedrin that didn't agree with him. Or alternatively, why doesn't he just stop all of his involvement in government and communal work and get back um, into the Sanhedrin in a way where everyone's going to be happy with him. In order to understand all of this, says the Rebbe, let's look carefully at the words. We said, He was acceptable to most of his brothers. Most of the Sanhedrin did agree with him. It was only some of the Sanhedrin that didn't agree with him. So therefore, that's no proof anymore that Talmud Torah is greater than Hatzalas Nefashis, because in fact, most of the Sanhedrin do agree with Mordechai. And this will also help us understand why we said that Mordechai is only going down in rank, being counted one level later, not that he's leaving the Sanhedrin completely, because again, most of the Sanhedrin actually agree with him. But if that's the case, the question now becomes the other way around. Why are some of the Sanhedrin separating from him? Why aren't the minority, so to speak, giving in to the majority of the basin that are agreeing with Mordechai? Another thing, says the Rebbe, what's not understood... It seems to be that these two statements in the Gemara are actually now contradicting each other. The first statement the Gemara was saying, some of the Sanhedrin separated, which implies the majority is with Mordechai, which implies that saving lives is greater than Talmud Torah. The very next piece of the Gemara, the Gemara is proving from these other psukim that learning Torah is greater. So the general explanation, says the Rebbe, let's first again have a look carefully at the words where it says, Pirshumimenu. It doesn't say they argued. It doesn't say that they're not happy with Mordechai. They're agreeing that Mordechai's way is also a way al But rather, they have a different path in their avoidance Hashem. And their being in the Sanhedrin, they don't see it the same way as Mordechai. But they also agree that Mordechai's way is a way for some, but not for them. 
How do we understand all of this? The Rebbe is going to base this now on a story with the Ragachover. When the Friedrich Rebbe left Russia, he arrived to Riga, Riga, Latvia. There was a meeting that the Friedrich Rebbe called of all of the communal workers, the Rabbonim, the Askonim, the leaders, for the benefit of the Yidden in Russia. And part of this was that they're now going to make a committee that's going to meet every once in a while to see what they can do to better to improve the situation of the Yidden in Russia. The Ragachover, when he was asked to join, doesn't want to join. Why does, why? So he says this actually is going to depend on a machloikas between the Talmud Bavli and the Talmud Yerushalmi. The Gemara in the Bavli, in, in Psech the Brachas discusses about the Hasidim or Rishonim, the early Hasidim, that spent nine hours a day to do with their davening, preparing for davening, during the davening, after davening. The Gemara asks if that's the case, Toiroson, Heich Mishtameris, what's going to happen with all the Torah? How are they going to keep their Torah? How are they going to retain their Torah? The Gemara says that because they are Hasidim, because they are pious, Toirasom Mishtameris, their Torah will be preserved, their Torah will be kept. The Yerushalmi basically says the same idea, but the Yerushalmi, the expression is, Not that Toirasom is preserved, but there's a special Baracha in their Torah. What's the difference between these two? According to the Bavli that says Mishtameris, all that means is that whatever they learned in the bit of time that they had to learn, they're not going to forget it, but they're not going to gain new things in some miraculous or bracha type of way. They're not going to gain more than what they had already learned. They're not going to forget. According to the Yerushalmi, which has the word bracha, there's a bracha in their Torah. It means they're going to be successful in the little bit of time that they have to learn. They're going to be able to get to the result, to the end result, to the understanding immediately that which usually would have taken them a much longer time to understand, now they're understanding it much, much quicker. <clears throat> so the Ragged Shavar concluded and said, since by joining this committee, being by these meetings, he's going to have to stop learning, or not learn as much, so according to the Yerushalmi, there wouldn't be a problem, because in the little bit of time that he's going to learn, he's going to gain everything that usually he would have gained in more hours. But since he says the halacha is like Bavli, and therefore, the most that's going to happen is just he won't forget his Torah that he learned, but he's still going to be missing all of that extra Torah that he could have been learning, and now he's not having that. Says the Rebbe, this general machloikas, which we just explained between Bavli and Yerushalmi, is really connected to the attitude and toward the approach, the process of learning of how it happens in Bavli and Yerushalmi. The Gemara says on the Pasuk, B'machshakim Shivani. That, I'm, that Hashem placed me in the dark. The Gemara says, this is the style of learning of Bavel. What does this mean? Just like when a person is in the dark, he wants to find something, he wants to look for something, he has to make his way till he figures out and finds what he's looking for. In the Bavli, it's a similar way that the process of learning is with lots of questions and answers, back and forth, taken, give and take, and so on. In the Yerushalmi, it's like the light is turned on. You right away see where you're going or what you want. Yerushalmi gets to the end result much, much quicker. Says the Rebbe, therefore, according to the Bavli, you can't have this idea, Mizbarechas, that you'll just have this brach automatically, you'll learn a little bit of time and right away come to the end result. That's not the style of Bavli. Look, the Bavli style is that you need to work, you need to learn, you need to work through things that it takes a long time. So that's why the Bavli just says, Mishtameres, at least you won't forget what you learned. But according to the Yerushalmi, it could even be in a way of bracha, that in a small amount of time that you learned, you right away got everything that you would have gotten many more hours. Says the Rebbe, now we could also understand the difference between Mordechai. 
joined by many of the Sanhedrin, most of the Sanhedrin, and Miktsas, those little bit, the few that separated from him. Generally, the Sanhedrin, where is the Sanhedrin? In Yerushalayim. They are chosen from smaller Sanhedrins that are also in Yerushalayim or other places, at least in Eretz Yisrael. So the majority of the Sanhedrin are people of Eretz Yisrael, people of Yerushalayim. The style of, their way of understanding and taking things is in the learning in the way of Yerushalmi. And that's why Mordechai, he's of the opinion that he needs to be the Mishnah Lamelech for saving lives. I, what's going to happen with his learning Torah? How can he continue being in the Sanhedrin, which their Indian is Torah? No problem. He's not going to be lacking anything in his learning because in that little bit of time that he's going to learn, he's going to gain so much more, which usually would have taken many hours or many days. On the other hand, within the Sanhedrin, there was also some that came from Bavel, that grew up in Bavel, that were in Bavel many years, more the, the style of Bavel, and therefore, according to their opinion, which is the, the Bavel way of learning, if they're going to be involved in Tzar Chetzibur, in the communal needs, they're going to be lacking, missing, in their learning of Torah, and that's why Pirshuimena, they separate, in other words, they have a different say there in Avoidah. Says the Rebbe, even though we just said, Mordechai is not going to lose anything of the learning, it's going to be Mizbarech, will have that bracha, Nevertheless, we find these other psukim that imply that his chashivus, his importance in the eyes of the chachamim, still went down. He's counted a rank later. Why is that? Because he's not learning Torah and he went into office. But one second, we just said there's no problem. He's not losing that in his Torah. So the Rebbe says, because ultimately there's still a special milo when someone has Torah, so yom nasoy, that Torah is his soul and only, only occupation. Not canceling his Torah for anything at all. Even if he's not going to be missing out practically in his knowledge of Torah. Says the Rebbe, that's the pshat, Godel Talmud Torah more than Atzalus Nefash, there's a certain godless, there's a certain greatness in this sort of way of complete, absolute dedication to the Indian of Torah. So why is Mordechai nevertheless doing what he did? Because Mordechai is of the opinion, together with the rest of the Sanhedrin, that it's still worth it to give up on this greatness for the Indian of saving lives. The Rebbe continues and says, there's still a problem. So it's all very nice, Mordechai is ready to give up on his greatness of Torah for saving lives. But the question still remains, how is he part of the Sanhedrin? Sanhedrin, seemingly, their whole f- focus and point is only about learning Torah. So how is he still in the Sanhedrin? It's nice that he wants to give it up, and it's more important, but how can he still be part of the Sanhedrin? So the Rebbe brings a ton of which says that really, the proper way of what Sanhedrin should have been doing was going around all the Yiddish cities, all the Yiddish towns, teaching Yidin Torah, making sure Yidin are doing the right things, etc. Now, when the Sanhedrin leaves their main place, whether it's in the Lishka Sagazis or wherever it is, when they leave their main place, they actually lose, to a certain sense, the, the strength, power of what Sanhedrin are all about to, to, to a large degree. Certain dinim they cannot pass in and so on. What do we see from here? Nevertheless, they're being told, even though you're going to lose out on certain things, it's worth going down from that level and going out there to help Klau Yisrael. Says the Rebbe, the same thing over here. Yes, Mordechai is going to lose some of his rank. It's still worth it, and it's even part of the idea of being part of Sanhedrin. That's part of what Sanhedrin needed to do, to go out there and to help the Rabbim. And the Rebbe, towards the end of the Sikha, concludes, and says, this is what we also saw by the free Yidika Rebbe, that he took off time of his own learning, of his own avoidus Hashem, and furthermore, he demanded this of his chassidim and his kusharim as well, to get involved, to help other Yidin, and to teach other Yidin. But not only the learning, sometimes it takes other things. Sometimes you have to prepare a yeshiva and raise money or whatever it takes, finding Talmudim. But all of these things just to save Yiddish and Hashemus. And to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit, etc. 
And the Rebbe says that clearly the Hayra of all of this is following the, what Baal Shem Tov says, we need to take the lessons from the Megillah Sester, that it's not just something from once upon a time, that we need to go out there and help every year as much as possible. And even if sometimes it's a bit of a Yerido in our own rain going down, nevertheless, we need to give up on all of this just to be out there to help every single Yid, the Gashmias and Beruchnias.